Hey, Max. Dude. It's another episode of Magazine. What is this, episode 18? Uh, uh, it feels like it. I think it's six. six. Yeah. How about that? It's good. We well, had a little, uh, we had a little, uh, we had a little respite, and now we're going into Christmas. But that doesn't mean anything to you. To me, no. You don't care about the holidays. Uh, not really. You don't care about anything. That's not true. That is absolutely not true. Listen, I don't know what you have planned, but I want to confront you about something. And it's something that <sighs> bothered me. It's bothered me since the first episode of this show. And I, I, I keep going back to it, and I, I'll be in the shower, and I'll be washing myself, and I'll suddenly think, why did he do that? So I'm just going to play you something that you did, and I want to confront you about it. So here's the first thing. So let me just play this before you say anything. We were talking about uh, getting manicure and pedicure. Are you ready? No. Okay. Now, I'm not trying to make you feel... I'm looking right at his toes because he wears flip-flops. Well, I do. I, I like flip-flops. Do you get mani-pedis? No. Okay. No. No. Take it easy. No, my, uh, I have nothing against mani-pedis. Mani-pedis. Yeah. And I'm like, why does he pronounce it that way? That's weird. Maybe he only did that once. But, but no, 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 you didn't listen. Horseback riding, and you have to go oh IndyCar racing. God. And she has a Groupon for Manny Patties, and there's a Groupon for making me you know. What was that other Groupon? For Manny Patties. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Manny it actually was Patties? a local deal. Why do you say Manny Patties? Manicure, pedicure. It's pedicure, but it's not Manny Patties. That's how I've heard it. When people do both, they get a Manny Patty. No, it's Manny Petty. Okay, Manny Why would Petty. it be Patty when the word is pedicure? P-E-D-I. Oh, okay. All right, so I used a, an A instead of an E. So, I'm, trying to make you I'm looking right at his toes because he wears flip-flops. Well, I do. I, I like flip-flops. Do you get Manny Petties? No. Okay. No. No. Take it easy. No, my, uh, I have nothing against Manny Petties. <laughs> I got it. It's I got not it. Petties. All right, so this is what you think about in the shower? <laughs> yes, it's been driving me crazy. And I want to know why you say Manny Patties. It's not a burger. It's a pedicure. <laughs> Maybe it's it a... should be. I'd be down with it. Why if, are you so weird? If is... I got my, toe, my toes painted with a burger... I might be really into it. <laughs> why are you so weird? Uh, I've always been weird. Well, but why do you say Manny Patties? I thought it was Patty. Pedicure. Pedicure. Okay, it's, it's Patty. Okay. <laughs> you think anyone listening right now gives a shit? So you admit that it's Manny Patties? I admit it. I All right, said, I want you to say Manny Patties. Manny Patties. Good work. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. Okay. You're I, very bizarre. Okay. <laughs> Manny Patties. All right. It's been driving me out of my nut. I think our work here is done. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next <laughs> Episode six, episode. Manny hyphen patties. That's right. It'll be 17 seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is too dark in here. The man is wearing sunglasses in my studio. Yeah. Yeah, you're so fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, uh, I just like hiding my soul behind my sunglasses. No, but seriously, I appreciate the fact that when I come in here, you turn off the fluorescence. Yeah. Because those, those destroy my soul. I mean, Flu fluorescent lights are so demoralizing. And uh, you've got, um, see, it's very festive in here because you have a, it's too bad we don't have photos that we can put with the show, but you have, it's not Christmas lights, but you have these very nice dim bulbs. Yeah, they're like the little, kind of like, I don't know, uh, club little bulbs. Yeah, yeah you like know, you could have like a, like a little a, a funky party in here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be, it's a small space, but 
I don't know. Try there's, to make it cool. There's an atmosphere in here. I'm trying to make it atmospheric. Have you ever taken like your fancy pictures with your fancy camera of your studio? No. You should try that. I sometime. guess I should. Just for posterity. Yeah, well, I have you sitting in my studio. How long have you been in this studio? I've been here for 15 years. That's crazy. And has the rent ever gone up? A uh, little bit. Not okay. much. I'm lucky. The guy that uh, runs the place doesn't raise me too much, so I'm a, I can stay here. Do you like him, the guy that runs the place? Yeah, he's great. Yeah? He's great. Great guy. Now, does he... Uh, I've noticed, like, I'll go in the bathrooms and, you know, I mean, they're not great, but they, they're fairly clean. Have you ever... Because it... We are dealing with musicians. Have you ever gone in there and there's just a horrible scene? It's terrible. Yeah? Musicians are animals. I mean, like, it like is, what's the worst you've ever seen in there? Well, it's... Back you know, splatter, like... Everything. Like spray the bowl with and diarrhea? Everything. Everything. And people, I think, are taking... They're bathing themselves in the sink and there's... You know, they're pubic hair. They're and bathing themselves oh, yeah, in the sink. Yeah. Yeah. They're washing their yeah. uh, armpits, asshole, crotch, and teeth I in the sink. I ha- think half of the musicians I meet were literally raised by wolves. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, they're just awful. That's so gross. It's really gross. Do you wonder where all the sewage... I mean, it, it just... <laughs> I don't wonder about sewage. <laughs> Is this you... another shower thought you have? <laughs> Once you start to think, though... The shower's going to come back around. Something else we're going to talk about. But once you start to think about the amount of... Just take this building. You got two toilets, two sinks. Fair to say in this building? Yeah. Constant stream of people coming. How many suites would you say are in this? uh, Uh, There's about 15. 15. So how would you say? Like maybe three people per suite? Yeah, at any th- given time, three to four if they're a full band. So I don't do math. So how many? You don't do math. How many? How many people is that? Fifteen times three is forty-five. Forty-five. So forty-five people, let's Roughly. say, on a really busy week, yeah. weeknight, uh, are using the bathroom. Yeah, know, three or four times just in this building alone. Right. The feces and urine and spit and slop and emittance that is coming out of them, their bodies, liquors are going into the sewage in this one building. Now think about how many buildings are just on this street and how many toilets those have, and and think about beyond that. Once we get into the hills and the houses and how many people are doing things in there. And it's all going to what? The ocean. Your most favorite place in the world. Yeah. What are we going to do, Lorenzo? Going to have to have uh, better sewage. Do you believe in population control? Yeah, I do. I do. Because you didn't have kids. I don't have kids. Well, neither do you. I know. But why did you make that choice? Uh, It's... It's a bit multi-layered for me. One layer is that there's going to be 10 billion people on Earth, and I think it's too much for the planet, and I didn't want to contribute to that. Are you saying there's going to be or there already is? There's about seven. There's seven now, but there's going to be ten. In about 15 years, there's going to be another three. Oh, my God. So for me, I mean, you know, people have kids. That's great. I, I just didn't want to. I just thought there's no reason to bring a kid into the world. Yeah. You know? And, um, but did you really do it for that reason? Or that did was you do one it of them. That for was, selfish reasons? Both. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that was just a layer of it. But yeah, it was yeah. definitely there. I, yeah. It wasn't just something I didn't think of. I definitely thought about bringing another kid in, into the world. Right. And, you know, why? I mean, if I wanted to be a parent, I would actually adopt a kid already born. Right, right. And like from Mal- Malawi? Malawi? Malawi. Malawi? Yeah, what's Madonna? She's always getting kids from Malawi. Oh, Malawi. I guess. Uh, it's like an impoverished African country. Ma- yeah. Malawa? I don't know how it's pronounced, but 
She's got three or four little Malawians, doesn't she now? Probably. I have great friends that adopted a, a beautiful little girl from Ethiopia. Yeah. And it, it, it's a great thing to do. It just didn't work that way for me. I'm not against doing that. But the other selfish layer was that, you know, I love to travel and I have my band. And I love devoting a lot of the time to the things that I want to do. And if I have a kid, kid comes first. So oh, it, so it would come first. You know, totally. I mean, I definitely have that mindset. But it, your wife is home all the time. She could take care of a kid if she, you want to suddenly adopt. She didn't get that memo. <laughs> <laughs> She's not taking care of a kid. Wow. It's funny how it's the holidays and you mentioned Ethiopia. Remember when we were like yeah, that's in the 80s? How I mentioned Ethiopia <laughs> during the holidays. <laughs> but remember, you know... It's Christmas time, there's no need to be afraid. And in our world of plenty, we can spread a smile of joy. Call your arms around the world at Christmas time. And everyone was singing those big songs about Ethiopia and trying to feed the hungry. Yeah. And they would show you those horrible images of those little skeletal children with the blown out bellies covered in flies, yeah. eating fly mush, and, cr and and they had crusties around their eyes. Right. Next thing you know, you're reaching into your wallet and giving money to the to Duran Duran. Right. To and and, and what there was Bob Geldof and there was Live Aid and, there was and Bono and and Bono and then out here there was. We are the world. Yeah. We are the children. They don't really do that anymore. Did it end poverty? No. Uh, no. Where'd that money Where go? Where did all that money go? Did they build, you know, food centers and clean water facilities? I never saw anything. I don't. I, I saw Bono got a new car. Bono. Enough Ma of him. <laughs> so tired of him. <laughs> I was never a big U2 guy. Oh, uh, I, I differ there. I like U2. Uh, that's all right. Uh, I, okay. I like Bono. No, I'm not, I used to. He has got a great heart. I don't know. I don't know if there's any accounting for any of that money. They raise, they raise hundreds of millions and billions of dollars. Yeah. And then you never hear about anything. Well, maybe they fixed it. <laughs> yeah, maybe people are... I don't see any commercials anymore of starving Ethiopian kids. They're well, all being adopted by your annoying By friends. Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I've got. Okay, we're done. Thank you for listening. <laughs> no, uh, what do you got? Well, you know, I'm doing some things. You're doing some things. We're both okay. creative guys. Yeah. I have a band that um, that's kind of getting off the ground. That's really cool. That's awesome. And are we allowed to say who they are? We, we're allowed. The name. You know, can we ask the judges? Uh, and they're nodding yes. Yes. Thank you, uh, judges. Thank you, judges. Uh, the they band don't get any wine. We're called The Girl and the Glory. Right. And it's a, a very cool, edgy rock pop band, you know, uh, in the realm of Black Keys meets Neil Young and Crazy Horse. With a female vocalist. Okay. So she's the girl. <laughs> I guess we're the glory. Yeah. And uh, it's really fun. All original, no covers. Yeah. And it's all just really rock and groovy. How many songs you got? Right now we have about ten. And you write all the music, or yeah, well, not me personally. We right. do. It, we, we all do it as a group. I see. But you write music. Yeah. So does she bring in lyrics? And... Oh yeah. Okay. And vocal lines and. So who does she have the best musical collaborative relationship with in the band? Like uh, uh... usually it's. Uh, you know, the lead singer and the guitarist write all the songs together, and yeah. then the bassist and drummer just jump in and lend their little thing. But you know, but you're it, much more of a contributor. Yeah, I mean, well, there's a bit of what you just said, definitely. But you know, we all throw in our ideas into the hat. It's right. it's really a collective, um, and um, it is an amalgam of everyone's ideas. You've spoken of this before, and you've gotten to the point where you gig, and then all of a sudden the band implodes. Yeah. So do you think that's going to happen with it's this band? Absolutely possible. <laughs> 
if anyone wants to come see the first show, that might be our last one. So. Why do bands implode? Especially just local uh, LA bands just trying to gig and have a good time. You know, I was thinking about this in the shower. Yeah? Yeah, after uh, I was thinking about sewage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a bummer topic to start well, out Well, you're with. a bummer topic. I know, I am. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think it's this. I think people, it's a difference between conquering something and thinking that's the end of something or conquering something and thinking that it's the beginning of something. And what I mean is, uh -huh. I think that bands write songs, then they record, and I think something happens in people's heads where once the recording is done, something switches and they say, okay, I conquered that. I, I, I reached that to its conclusion. I'm done. Goodbye. Right. We're, and they think it's the end of something. Where for me, it's just the beginning of where yeah. a band has, starts. Yeah. You, you, have, you have something tangible. You have something to shop. You have something to get gigs with. You're just beginning. But a lot of people, right after the recording, they quit. It seems to me like, uh, like I, I, I'd hate to go from, uh, you know, the girl in the glory to the Rolling Stones, but I read a cover story about the Rolling Stones in the new Rolling Zone, uh, Stone magazine. And, you know, those guys are still making records and they have a new album out. Yeah. It's all covers. Because usually they show up to a studio... This is what uh, Mick was saying in the article. We show up to the studio, you know, and we all just sort of start playing the blues. And then they're doing cover songs. And then they start getting into their own stuff. So we've got all these songs that we played the blues on, and we thought, let's just do a blues album of all the songs we played in the studio. That's my terrible Mick Jagger. And then Keith Richards chimes in, and he goes, Oh, yeah, and next thing you know, they got a record. I just don't know how anything gets done. Because with those guys, all they have to do, they each have their Wrangler, they show up, they're superstar legends, and I think this album took three days to record, and you know they've got 28 people making that record happen. Right. Oh, at, Not at those guys. Well, they also have a whole crew of people that you know put it on, like a movie. Right. They have you know a producer, and they have engineers, and right. they have all the roadies, and right. they might not even play all together at the same time. Right. Might be completely all just tracked separately. Right. But um, you guys only have yourselves. We only have ourselves. And you have to motivate yourselves. Yes, we the do. The Rolling Stones don't need motivation. They don't have to do but shit. But the reason for them to go back in the studio is for selfish reasons. I don't want to do a, a, new, a, a new album of songs. I want to do a blues record of songs we play in the studio before we play the songs that we write. That's what he wanted to do. That, right. And, and that's enough to get them in the studio. Yeah. So why not just not make a record and just live off their money? Why? How many people are feeding off the teat of the Rolling Stones? Hundreds. Hundreds? Maybe thousands. You got no one feeding off of you guys. You're not even no. getting paid. No, we're paying to do it. And you have got to keep it going. Let's keep the girl and the glory going. I want to. Let's not let it die. You cannot... Make people motivated or inspired. That has to come from within. That's right. So you can't, unless you're paying everybody and everyone needs the money, you can't just make everybody on the same page. Everyone that's listening that's ever been in a band will know this. They will. There's always somebody doing everything. And then once that person is doing a lot, all the other people people back off and go, oh, well, that person's doing everything. Right. I don't have to do anything now. And that's, I'll, that's I'll, you. I'll just show. A lot of the time it is, I'm yeah. going to try to not have that be me anymore. Right. I'll do my part, but I can't be everything because everybody will just back off. Yeah. But regarding inspiration, you know, whether it's writing music or whatever, 
you really can't force it. It's either there or it's not. Right. Whether you're trying, you can't just come into the room and say, "Okay, we are going to write a song today." It just doesn't work. It just kind of happens. Yeah, someone might just have an idea that they're not even really thinking about, and then that gets inspired by the bass player or the drummer, and then that person starts jamming, and then an hour later, you got the the makings of a song. If we were it, making a documentary right now, the background score that's going on in yeah. the other room is perfect. Yeah. Just listen for a second. You can barely hear it. It'll pick up. It just sounds like a bunch of rumbling. It kind of sounds like a humming. Temple of the Dog type project. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm that, sorry, I interrupted no, you. No, I'm just saying, you know, uh, just to remind people, we're, we're in one room, which is my studio, in right. a building with 15 other rooms. Right. So you might hear an occasional drummer or band or singer, or, yeah. and that's just the way it goes. And you hear uh, female singers in the hallway going, Tell us, space hitter, I'm cold. Yeah, you get that a lot. It's cold in here. Oh, stop it. Wear a sweater. They make hoodies. Wear a scarf. Oh, here's a thought. Bring your own fucking space heater. Guys don't have space heaters for you. No. If you're a chick in a band, don't count on heat. <laughs> you got to make your own heat. Make your own heat, honey. That Be self-sufficient. That was a very good female vocalist impersonation. Was it? Yeah, that was very good. I brought some lyrics in, but I don't know if they're any good. But maybe we can try to put something together. Hold on, I have to check my phone. Oh, fuck. You know what? I have to take this. I'll be right back. She just leaves for five years. If our vocalist quits, do you want to be our next female vocalist? <laughs> sure, I can All right. sing. I'd love that. I can sing. Okay. I think you would look good and put I your wig sing. on you. You could be the girl who oh, would be the glory. ugliest woman ever. Well, this is all very interesting. I, I, again, you know, I don't know if we've talked about this, but I, in many ways, I hate musicians because I'm so jealous of their ability to play music. Right. You know, um, but I've that's, that's I've, been your dream for a long time. I've tried countless times to uh, pick up an instrument, and my, my brain just doesn't tell my hands what to do. Well, let me ask you a question. I'll, I'll reverse it on you. With, with instrumentation. I, I understand, but there's another way to look at an instrument. You're a voiceover artist, and you can do a million voices, some of which you've done just now. That's your instrument. Right. A lot of people can't do that. So you can whip up characters, and you can do animation. Not nearly as cool as playing guitar. But you don't consider that your drums. instrument? No. That's just pretentious talk. This is my instrument. Listen to it. Can you hear it? Oh my god, listen to my instrument. Alright, I listen to my instrument. Oh, you go fucking listen to my instrument. <laughs> <laughs> I think your instrument just needs a tune up. What a dumb instrument to have. But it is your, but that's what you no, play. I want to play, man. You want to? I, I wish I could be that guy. That, okay, so uh, in your fantasies, are you the lead singer, bass player, drummer, guitar player, keyboard player? You know. It used to be keyboards, but now I definitely think it's guitar now. You want to be a guitar player? Oh my god. Well, why don't you pick up guitar? No, I've tried to pick up a guitar. I want to be the guy to be able to whip out that acoustic guitar at the parties, but oh. that means I'd have to go to parties, you so I don't want to do guy. it. Okay. And if you want to sing out, sing out. And if I'm, pre I'm pretending like I'm playing guitar right now. And if you want to be free, be free. Because there's a million things to be. You know that there are, you know, and, and get everyone gathered around and. Uh, Oh man, okay, and they just start throwing out songs. Right. Okay, uh, play, um, uh, oh, I don't know. Oh, what's a good Simon and Garfunkel? Sound of Silence. I was thinking more like, um, Parsley, Sage, Rosemary, and Thyme. There you go, but yeah. what's that other one, though? Oh, uh, uh, Mr. Robinson? No. When the, 
When the leaves fall with the rainbow, or what is that called? When the leaves fall with the rainbow, corridors and sleep through dun and dust and deep. My mind dances and weeps in confusion. I don't know what is real. I can't sense what I feel, and I hide behind the zoom in my illusion. You know that one? Yeah, but you want to be flowers bend with the rainfall. Wow. I want to sing that song at a party with a guitar in my. I am not coming to that party. <laughs> hey, you know what I do? And I've done it since I was, since I first started getting into music, since I was putting vinyl records on. I'll put on, let's say I'm 14 years old, and I get Depeche Mode's Some Great Reward, and I learn all those songs. I will pretend I'm Dave Gunn, the lead singer of Depeche Mode. Like, I will pretend I'm singing behind a microphone, mm-hmm. but it's me. These are my songs. Right. Like, their songs belong to me. Like, yeah. I'm totally been that kid. Right. Who, and you, to this day, you, I'll do it. You're in the band. I'm in the band. The, the fantasy is happening. Yeah. And, yeah. and even though you're hearing the music, it's you singing yeah. it. Or if I'm Violent Femmes, I will do all the guys. Right. I'll do the bassist, and it'll be my friend uh, Tony from junior high. I'll do the guitarist. It'll be my friend Colin. But it, it's as if we became the yeah, Violent Femmes. that's right. And you're a rock star in your head for that moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Don't that the cop of the stairs, can I mixed in? You do the drums. Tear a smoke, make a joke. You gotta grasp and reach for a leg of home. Words to memorize, words hypnotize, words make my mouth exercise. Words all fail the magic prize. Nothing I can say when I'm in your thighs. Come on, mom, 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 mom. Why'd you stop? Well, we got a band. We were jamming. We got a band. Oh, we do? Yeah. I mean, you, we could do this. <laughs> I will be hand clapped, and you can be any lead singer you want. You just be hand clapped, guys. I'll just be, just, I'll, I'll be, it's just the two of us. We don't have to count on Brett Pearson to show up. We, instead of people coming to see us, we could be the band that clears the room at the end of the night. We could, we'll be the last call band. When they want people to leave, we'll do this, and everyone will clear out. That's amazing. We can call the band last call. We could do something. That's great. We could do something so weird like that. That's just right. play on your <laughs> And we don't begin to do... Do you usually play on your lap like that? Never. What the hell? I don't know. This show's off the rails. I kind of like it, though. What else is going on? <laughs> Max. Yes, sir. I want to ask you that question. Oh, boy. You're a guy who's got... You're like an octopus. You have tentacles and all these different things. You have one arm in there. You have one arm over there. You're squirting ink over there. You know, you're changing colors. You're morphing. You're shift-shaking. <laughs> what is new in the Max Cook world? Well, I would say... The newest thing, oh, I do have an announcement. If you go to Vimeo, which is like a fancy video site, you know. Also, also listen, listen to the background music on yeah. this. Hey, that's cool. This is perfect. Okay, go. Uh, if you go to Vimeo, type in Gramps Beneath the Surface. This is a documentary that myself and uh, my friend Adam, a.k.a. The Counselor, we made this 10 years ago. And it's the 10-year anniversary, and you've seen Gramps. I have. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people really responded to it. And i got to tell you, with this whole Trump thing, it's more timely than ever. It's basically me out in the desert taking on my step-granddad, who is a womanizing, boozing, Republican a-hole. But you, I peel back the layers, and you start to see what a big sweetheart he is. This is the last of a dying breed. He's an Archie Bunker archetype. And we made this documentary, and it took for years 
for us to get it online for free. We actually charged for it. It was like the only Max Cook product I ever put out. Mm -hmm. And it was on Amazon forever. And people bought the DVD and it comes with commentary and deleted scenes and galleries. But this is a documentary that I made 10 years ago that's now available to watch 247, completely free, anytime you want. It's called Gramps Beneath the Surface. I want you to go check that out. I've seen it, and I recommend it, not just yeah. because you're sitting here. It is really interesting. He really is an interesting character. Yeah, right. Now, this is done way before Trump. Now that Trump is president, yeah. obviously we have about six weeks to go before the inauguration. Yeah. And he's all over it. I'm sure he's happy as a clam. He's very happy the guy was... Elected, we he will not talk politics with me, and I won't talk it with him. Oh, so I, I thought you guys had a knockdown, drag out post Trump. We, we thing. did no, we did uh, when Obama was elected oh, the first time. I see, because he was pissed off. He was so angry. Now and that I, he's happy, he's got nothing I was, to say. And I, yeah, and I was so happy, and we got into a horrible screaming match, and didn't talk for a really long time. Wow. And then. Um, Obama was re-elected, and then they went further to the dark side. But by that time, I was uh, mature enough in my adulthood to understand you cannot change these people. You cannot make them think your way. You cannot do... You, it's impossible. Right. Especially old people who yeah. are so angry right. and so stuck in their ways and so stuck in the fucking desert. My grandparents, it's amazing they're still around, but they, they, they're rotting out in a desert town, you know, and all they have is Fox News 247. Thank God my grandma uh, rescued a dog recently. So the dog has given her a new lease on life right. and has pulled her out of the den away from Fox it's News. It's a nice diversion from it is. reality. It is. But I, Lorenzo, I just can't be that guy anymore. I cannot. I don't have the energy to take on people who I know I'm not going to change their mind. I'm not going to influence them. And frankly, no one listens to me. Seriously. Like, I have a lot of, I think, good thoughts and ideas yeah. sometimes, but, but people, they're really set in what they think. Do you feel like you live in the cone of silence? What does that mean? You know, you're living in this little bubble that no one's listening or even caring about you. No, I don't, I'm not saying they don't care about me. Right. I, I'm sure I'm very cared about, but, but no one's coming to me. I'll give you an example. Um, I saw an extraordinary horror film. It's actually playing right up the street, I noticed, when I got off the off-ramp uh, at the New Art. Probably the best film I've seen in 2016. It's called uh, The Eyes of My Mother. It's available on iTunes. This thing is so ghastly and dark and beautiful and powerful and it's only 76 minutes long and it knocked me out. So I will go occasionally on Facebook. You know, you've seen my posts, what I post about. I don't really post about what people post about. And I will post movie recommendations. This guy chimes in. What is it about you and horror? Isn't the world horrible enough? Isn't this, isn't that? I almost want to read you my response. I'm going to do that right now. It's not that long. But I responded very passionately because he asked me a question and I responded and there was dead silence. So this guy, Steve, asked, so curious, why do you like horror movies so much? I get enough fear and apprehension in my everyday life. So when I watch a movie, I want to see two superheroes beating the shit out of each other. What is the draw for the horror buff? Are you ready for my answer? Yes. That he did not respond. He comes, do you understand that he's coming to me with a question? Right. And I'm excited. Someone's asking me my thoughts. They're engaging you. Yeah. And I'm going to take the time to respond. I get that, Steve. But I actually think horror is 
the very antidote to these real-life fears and apprehensions. It is by far the most cathartic of all genres, I think the most personally engaging. Horror calls upon you to decide how much you can take and how much you can't, what you dread and don't. In so many ways, it is a primer for life. I probably sound like an asshole, and I'm not even toasted, but I think horror has helped prepare me for the worst. And what is so cool is that there are subgenres of the genre. So even though you may not be afraid of ghosts, you personally can't even process the idea of a child being possessed by a demon without shitting yourself, without seriously asking, how has it come to this? Horror is a map to what is our truest grit. Okay, now I'm annoying myself. Count your luckies, I am not going on, and I didn't go on, and he didn't respond. Holy shit. Wow. So when you feel like you give a response, and then they're silent after that, it makes you feel like no one gives a shit. No one gives a shit what I'm saying. Why even talk? Why, why even talk? engage in anybody? Why engage in any? And and people wonder why uh, I have I have been growing into reclusivity. There's just no point. You mentioned that no before. No one's listening. I can't believe you even come here to record this shit. Because I love you Thank and I have uh, a lot of fun doing this. And this I consider to be a productive use of my time. Otherwise, you're not leaving your house. No, no, no. I mean, look, I, I look. I have to leave my house. Um, I, I'm going out to two fucking... I'm being dragged to two musicals next week oh, by my wife. And you love musicals. Oh, <laughs> I got to go see Amelie and Merrily re-roll along. That sounds like something I'd see. Um, no, and then this weekend, I took my wife out for her birthday. I took her to the Stinking Rose. I had to go see her perform at an improv show. I'm getting out. Okay, all I'm right. I'm getting out. Good. But you need to get out. But I, I do... The turtle head does peek back into the shell. shell. So you're... you're you know, you're an extrovert introvert. You go back and forth. Yeah. You're hot and cold. But I've always been much more of an extrovert than an introvert. And now introversion is so much more appealing to me and, and self-protecting. Because, yeah. again, it's like, I, I look, I, I didn't get that stung that he didn't respond. But it, it, it was a little like, huh, okay. And I actually, like another friend chimed in. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm glad you're asking me a question now. But. I'll respond to you in text because I ain't putting it on fucking Facebook. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But you got to let that go. You ha you can't expect a response just because you're giving it. We all want it, of course, because it, it, it's some weird you know validation that I think we all kind of need. Mm -hmm. But you know, otherwise you just feel like, well, you're just being being blown off. Yeah. You know why even do it in the first place? But at least you expressed yourself. Yeah. So go see uh, Gramps on uh, Vimeo. Gramps beneath the surface, and then um, so as a result of that. I was taking a look at Gramps, and you know, I did that with Adam, but Adam is a, you know, he has his own business, he's a self-made dude, he's got a lot going on. It's very hard for me to count on people right. to make my projects happen. Right. Just, just to recap, Adam is a guy that you, is a great... Yeah, he's one of my dearest, dearest friends. Friend, and, creative guy oh, that yeah, you, yeah. you did another podcast with him yeah. back in the day. Yeah, we did, a, we did over a hundred shows of Mimosa and we did the cutting room together. I brought him into the cutting room and right. he did a great job there. And Oh yeah, I love Adam. He's great. You know Adam. You know, I do. We both interviewed you on the show. I'm just... Mimosa. I'm just... Yeah, you're just filling in the backstory. Yeah. Uh, but the point is, um, so I had to really uh, count on myself to do things because I, I enjoy documentaries and I love interviewing people. And I thought, well, gosh, you know, if I figure out a way to hook up a lavalier mic to this current um, very fancy pants Canon camera I have, and if I get all the right tripods, and if I maybe get a little light kit, and if I maybe get do this and I maybe do that, I could be a one-man band and go film whoever I want. Right. So I'm currently working on a little something that um, 
I think is going to be very special about my high school drama teacher. Oh, cool. And he's 86 years old. And he's retired, and he's just sitting around, you know, picking his ass, watching All in the Family uh, in the evenings, which is, again, more timely than ever. So I've been spending a lot of great time with him, and his wife, she's just a complete doll. She's been kind of like my AD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, a, he's kind of a legendary dude to a lot of people, and I'm kind of just telling his story a little bit and interviewing him and asking him a lot of questions and um, getting testimonials from his former students. So that's been a little bit of a, a, a passion project of mine that's actually given me some confidence. Because I uh, come home with the footage mm-hmm. and I dump it all into the laptop and I'm looking at this stuff and I'm like, wow, it looks good, it sounds good, mm-hmm. and he's really interesting. Wow. And I can see myself kind of doing that. Being Only. Right. I mean, being sort of, I'm not saying you're going to get political, but yeah. being kind of a Michael Moore kind of guy. Yeah. And you might find interesting people, interesting subjects, and just yeah. be a, a one-person crew. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, seriously, like, you And know, you don't have to rely on anybody. Yeah. You know my biggest hero. people are flakes anyway. Absolutely. One of my biggest heroes of all time is uh, the great Huell Hauser, who yeah. is no longer with us. He was a Southern California staple on PBS. This was a guy who went out with one other guy, mm-hmm. his cameraman. Right. And he had a microphone and the cameraman, and he went on adventures in California and gave us California's gold. You know, I always think, gosh, even if I had just another guy to do camera for, and you've offered it before. Yeah. Imagine how that would expand my horizons. But that's down the road. So the point is I'm keeping busy. But the next thing you know, going back to showers, I had this weird little itch on my forehead. And it was bugging me. And I kept putting Neosporin on it. And I'm like, honey, will you look at this? And my wife's looking at it. She's like, ew, it's like a weird little red triangle. I'm like, yeah, but it's not dark. And she's like, well, you need to get that looked at. I put it off and I put it off and I put it off. Next thing you know, ah, fuck it. I go see the dermatologist. She's very, very sweet. But she goes, oh, yeah, that looks like a precancerous uh, blemish. Holy shit. (laughs) I'm like, add it to the list. Right. As it is. And I just realized this. I see you this Saturday night for, for Teppanyaki You're at coming your house. over. My house. The next fucking morning. Yeah. Dude, I got to get up at 7 o'clock and go get an MRI MRA. Oh, my in God. This, in, this, in, your, in your neighborhood. Because, you know, I have my brain issues. Dude, it's amazing you're alive. I know. So I got a precancerous thing on my forehead. So she goes, oh, well, we'll just freeze that off. Right. And then in about a week, it'll turn into a dark scab. And then don't worry about it. It'll just fall off in the <laughs> shower. Oh, God. So that's going to go down the drain, which is disgusting. Or, like, the drain, those little holes are small. So what if the It'll get scab- caught. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be taking a shower with a, a, a caught scab in the future. So I have to do a follow-up with that in the new year. You never want to gonna go into the shower again. Dude, I've got cancer. I've got a brain aneurysm. I've got a brain tumor, which they're calling a venous angioma. Wow. I've got chronic allergies. I mean, seriously, it is amazing that I'm still walking. And then on top of that, we're yeah. living in, well, kind of a trup. You know, a Donald Trump era. Yeah. Era. So you've got all of that going on. Doesn't it just make you want to just do more and have more fun in life? <laughs> I mean, as a reaction to, like, you know, our impending doom. You're and, serious. Yeah. And Trump being elected. It makes me, you know, I'm in a band and I'm creative. It just makes me want to rock harder. 
Well, it, dude, it, instead of being lot, lot leaving my house and curling it up, I want to go out there and I want to see the world and I want to create and I want to rock even more. You know, I love that. And, and, and people will ask, and, and again, I've been asked this, what's life about? What's the meaning of all this? And I always say, and it's so simple, but I truly believe it too. Just what you said. To have as much fun as fucking possible. Absolutely. Before this all goes to shit. Before you're just fucking dead. Yeah. Could happen tomorrow. I mean, why else are we here? One moment your forehead is beautiful. The next moment it is riddled in scabs. <laughs> Drinking <laughs> wine is amazing. I love it. Having um, orgasms love is it. amazing. Playing music is amazing. Love Making it. documentaries is amazing. It's Watching all... beautiful horror films is amazing. I mean, there are things that can be good. We're very preachy right now. I know. Wow. Where did this well, come listen, from? Well, listen, I think there, it's a reflective time. We're going into the holidays, which, again, I know it means nothing to you, but uh, I overdid it. I, I've already set up my Christmas tree and my anal probe Santa <laughs> and all of my wonderful little things. Are you going to put a little scab on the forehead of the Santa? <laughs> <laughs> I've set it all up. I got my lights going. It's the most wonderful time of the year. They'll be scabbing in showers and sewers and messed up things happening all year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the Christmas spirit. So maybe that's why we're this way. Maybe. Or maybe that's why you're this way. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do on, on the holidays? To me, I mean, I, I, I might sound like a, like a Grinch, but Christmas Day is... Whatever day it is, like wow. a Wednesday or a Thursday. Yeah, that, why would it mean anything? It to doesn't you? really mean. I mean, maybe a good basketball game. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, I might uh, go in the ocean. I don't know. Do you like the song "Oh Holy Night"? It's all right. It doesn't have to have anything to do with Jesus. No, I like the songs. Oh I, Holy Night, the stars. He's just waiting it out. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> Are you done yet? <laughs> I'm in a singing mood. Don't you want to sing some Christmas carols? No, I'm good. All right, you go ahead. That's all right. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. I hate that one. Oh, the Elvis Christmas album's great though. I don't. I've heard some of the stuff. He, he that is a good record. That's a great record. It, it really is. The original Elvis. I don't, you know, play it, but yeah. when I hear it, I don't turn it off. Right. So you watch a basketball game or you jump in the ocean. Yeah, pretty much. Now, what know. about Naomi? Does she get into it? Does she like a little tree or something? We used to get a tree, I'll be honest with you. But you killed that too, just like the cat thing. I personally didn't kill it. Yeah. It, it just, well, actually, the, well, I didn't kill the cat thing. <laughs> Any, she wanted a new cat? No. Well, she wants to get a Christmas tree? No, we're not doing that anymore. You I, just I'm, kill everything. I'm, I'm not the ogre that you're right. uh, portraying me as. You're a mean one, Lorenzo Grinch. You've got spiders in your soul. You're mean and you're disgusting and you're getting really old, Lorenzo Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot ball. <laughs> You watch The Grinch. I love The Grinch. Okay. Uh, I have to admit. You the, identify with him. And, and the Charlie Brown Christmas was really cool. Oh, it's great. It, that was great. No, that's just TV, though. Yeah. I would watch those shows. Yeah. It didn't really mean it was Christmas. It right. just meant that that's when those shows were on. Right. So it was just about, the, it could have been on, you know, on <laughs> October 2nd. When's the last time you watched a Charlie Brown special? They're it's, so it's, beautiful. It's been a while. You They're know, so I full of might want to watch it this year. Watch it, Charlie Brown. I think it's already been on. Oh, has it? Yeah. Okay, show us what I they know. They show it earlier and earlier. I can watch it online. But remember growing up, you'd watch those, and there'd be the commercial for the Dolly Madison yeah. cakes and all that. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's over, yeah. Yeah. God, we wow. seem so old right now. They might show it again. I want. That's an assignment. You know what I'm going to do? What? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. What? I have a Charlie Brown Christmas on DVD. It's only 23 minutes. I'm going to bring it Saturday night. Bring it. Why don't we watch a Charlie Brown Christmas together? Absolutely. <laughs>
I look so forward to that moment. Yeah. I'll never get that 29 minutes back. <laughs> Warn Naomi that that's going to happen. Okay. It'll and be I'm a lot of fun. I'm going to get her some nice white wine. Well, Max. Yeah. I wish you a very happy holiday. Thank you. You too. Thank Wait, you, sir. I don't wish you that. Oh, thank you very I much. I wish you a great game. Thank what, you. What, what team plays on Christmas uh, Day? Oh, that's a good question. The Lakers might play. The Lakers might play on I, Christmas I, Day? I, that might happen. Well, you know that Jack will probably be there. Probably so. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if it's Christmas. I'm not about to miss a Laker game. Hey. <laughs> This was fun, Max. Uh, always a pleasure. It's always good to see you. Let's right. try to have another episode before the new year. I don't know. It could be tough. Could be tough? We'll try. All right. People listening. I just feel like we should go out with a holiday bang. Is this our holiday bang this show? This is our holiday bang holiday show. Holiday bang show. Holiday bang! We'll Everybody. See, we'll see you in the new year. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy new year. Happy new year. I'm Lorenzo Scott. I'm Max Cook. Thanks for listening. See you next time. To old Lang Syne. <laughs>